Welcome to Art & Company. I'm Alette Simmons-Jimenez, a Miami-based artist and your host on the program. Thanks for joining me in my studio near the center of the Miami art scene, where we have great conversations in the company of amazing people who drive and support the arts that shape our city. I hope you like what you hear. If you do, head on over to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, click on a search for Art & Company Podcast, and give us five stars and maybe even write a little review. We'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have any questions, we'd love to answer them with our guests on an upcoming program. So don't be shy. And now, here's today's episode. Hi, everyone. We continue today with one of our couples episodes, and I have to say, I was really excited to sit down and chat with these two young Miami artists whose work I really admire. They both seem drawn to much of the same content that I also love to work with. Clara Varis and G Park, on the outside, couldn't seem more different. One recently settling in the US from South Korea and the other coming a long time ago from Cuba. One comes across as a strong-minded force to be reckoned with, while the other seems to be an unassuming, gentle soul who's traveled far to seek creative refuge for mind and body. But when we look at each of their studio work, it's easy to see that they've always spoken the same language. Clara Varis received a BFA from the School of Visual Arts in New York. She has shown nationally in galleries and museums, and her work is held in the Perez Art Museum Miami collection. She is represented in Miami by Spinello Projects. G Park also received a BFA from the School of Visual Arts and later went on to be awarded an MA from NYU. She has exhibited in South Florida, New York, and Seoul, Korea. Here's our conversation. We'll start from the very beginning with what do you think was the first impulse for you to be an artist or to make art or how did it happen? Clara, how did it happen for you? Well, I guess um, my trajectory or impulse for becoming an artist, uh, well, the very beginnings were in Cuba. Back then I was just playing around with whatever I could find in Cuba, which at that point was little tin foil, and I would make them into creatures. How old were you? Oh my god, I must have been uh, around seven, six. Tin foil, that's interesting because I think I did um, like a paper around straws. I used to like play with that and fold it and make little structures. (laughs) (laughs) And you did tin foil? Yeah, tin foil. That's what, that was was my thing. And Uh it's interesting because when I think of my work now, I think uh, that that uh, was kind of the little foundation of it. Right. And, and well, and tell tell us because I love the I love your the way you state what it is that your work is about. I think it's really interesting. Um, and and it is so you know many statements you read that artists say about their work doesn't really seem to match, but yours does really well. And I think the aluminum foil is actually, like you say, very close to that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, unconventional materials. And um, 
I would say my work is very much rooted in painting or the painterly, but it defies a singular categorization. I think it's a hybrid and it speaks to hybridity with objects. Material is a very important part of my work. And uh, basically it uh, kind of exists in a space between abstraction and representation, between uh, painting, sculpture, installation, which is a comforting place for me, I would say, as an intersexual individual. Right. Uh, matches right. my personality, I believe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as many artists, I'm sure their work does. I'm going to have to look at a little harder at my work now <laughs> and see just how that might reflect me. But yeah, I, I agree totally with you, knowing your work, it, that's amazing. And I love the way it often like refers to the home and you see in your work, because all of these things, I, I want the listeners to know that all of those things she just stated all come together at once. It's not like you do sculpture and then you do some painting and whatever, you'll see your work and each single piece involves everything. It involves sculpture, painting, uh, found object, mixed media, uh, just everything comes together. Right. The it's, perfect storm. It's a, it's a perfect storm, it's a hodgepodge of basically uh, things from uh, my immediate surroundings and uh, what I can collect in a week. Right. that I do my uh, usual trash runs around the neighborhoods and, and I had it all mapped out which neighborhood trash days on this day and neighborhood trash days on the other days and uh, so then that all uh, converges in the studio which is uh, kind of funny trying to like uh, you know walk around the studio but all that stuff is in there and oh, you know yeah. often it finds I know uh, it might find a home uh, you know, faster, it might have to hang out for a while, so <laughs> right. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I had to, I used to do a lot more of that. I really seriously had to stop because <laughs> yeah. it was taking yeah. over all the space, was things I just couldn't throw out because I was going to need them soon. I can certainly relate to, to that feeling. There was uh, something. I heard you say once, someone I was with asked you, what do you do with these big installations? When, how do you, where do you, do you have a ginormous studio where you save all this stuff? And you said, no, it all is, goes back out into the trash. I don't keep it. Right, So, yeah. And I have to tell you, that made a very big impression on me. I thought that was just genius. I said, you know, oh. yeah, I did. I said, you know what, this is of the moment and it is going to happen now and it may not ever exist again in the same rendition. So I just thought that, I don't know, I found that to be so mysterious and enticing and I thought, what a great way to work. It was very inspirational. I wanted well, you to know well, that. Gee, well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it was an interesting thing to because I think uh, what we keep in a moment of, of quickness or displacement where all of a sudden you have to leave and you don't have the time to pick everything or you know so many natural disasters that happen and people lose, they, they lose their whole lives. This preciousness. What's to, precious yeah. to you? What, yeah. It defines us what we keep and what we discard. 
but what we discard, right. I believe, defines us even as more. humans. It was about the space that one has as an artist. Right, also, we yeah, cannot that, have like huge storage spaces if you do three-dimensional work. And I know that there's a lot of artists that possibly work that way, but to me it was like really revolutionary in my thought about the preciousness of my own work. And I thought, I don't want it to be precious. That's sad. You know, yes. I really don't. It's exists always and immediate. Right. So that immediacy of materials, of what you find on hand, um, right. plays a big part into it. And that word, preciousness, that's something that I, I had to actually sit there and make a conscious decision to discard, try to right. discard or, or put that somewhere where it didn't play into my work too much be just because of the situation I was in. I was in a, we were in, in a one bedroom apartment then also. Right. And so, but it's liberating beyond that. It was. But I think. Sorry. I think also as being migrating from one place to another, like being in Cuba, and uh, we had coming, you know, the family coming over to the United States. That was also something that, in that younger period in my life and with my family, we had dealt with with coming over with basically nothing. Nothing. No. Yeah, couldn't take pictures, uh, jewelry, nothing. So it's basically you need to learn to become not attached to not material attached. stuff and yeah. having letting it, being able to let go, which right. is a really big yeah. lesson. Letting go and saying no, yeah, not no more. You know, so we'll come back to all that. <laughs> so, so do you tell me you like um, your first impulse because you, you're actually. There'll be pictures mm -hmm. on the Instagram that people will go to to like reference what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We we hope you go look at the photos mm -hmm. and of their actual work. But um, there's a similarity. There's like a some 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 crossing veins between both of your work, mm -hmm. and we'll talk more about that. But when you first started, when do you remember like first being interested in art and probably around elementary school. I was a painfully quiet kid, and then I just keep drawing something, and my parents noticed. So they said, "Why don't you, you know, go to art school?" So, okay. So you thought <laughs> I, that? I, oh, that, that sounds good, but uh, you know, so I went to uh, art high school and I junior high school, but uh, it was just. I mean, and this I, was in in South Korea. South Korea. Yeah, because I was born in South South Korea and. I wasn't happy because it was very, very strict curriculum, you know, which was heavily focused on technique rather than creativity. Right. So I was like, I think they I all are maybe yeah. at, until you get to maybe graduate school. I could be wrong, but I think everything and my my yeah. my uh, um, education was all technique. There was yeah. a little bit of. Of yeah, it, you know, expand your mind and <laughs> and think about this and bring that in, you know. But it was mostly technique and yeah. Yeah, it was more crazy because there's like a a lot of Korean people wants to go to college. I think probably seventy percent of the population goes to college, mm -hmm. and there's a certain formula how you gotta draw or how you gotta paint to be accepted in college. And then I was totally misfit. I mean, I could not, you know, just 
you know, fitting, you know, in that mold. And I felt like an outsider all the time. And but did you go to college in South Korea? I tried, but I didn't get in. And then a year later, I moved back. Um, I moved to New York City to go to school. Okay. Because I thought, I, I want to do something like free, you know, nobody tell me what to do. And then I thought that was a good idea. And then I moved to New York City. And then I went to uh, BFA, full school visual, and uh, MA, you know, from. Where did you go? New York University. Oh yeah, NYU. Yeah, NYU and so that must have been like really different, right? I was a free <laughs> from, <and> bird. <laughs> yeah, well, from where you came from, and you you loved it. Yeah, I, I loved yeah. it, and then I met her there, and oh, you were yeah, at NYU. Yeah, we were in the same school, school of visual art. School of um, School of Visual Arts. School of Visual Arts. Yeah, and then she went on to do her MA at NYU. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't have an uh, an MFA. I'm Kind of like um, looking into that, and uh, it's ever the right situation, but yeah. Main reason, big part of the reason was I had to stay in this country legally. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that was a catch. But I do really believe going to graduate school is a good thing, but it's not always necessary. I don't believe yeah. because you know if you want to teach, yes. I mean, you know, unfortunately, yeah. you know that's requirement, but. Right. Uh, I don't really believe, you know, you have to go to graduate school. Right. You know, for no. example, yeah. I think, well, yeah. like you said, to teach, because I remember yeah. when, for me, in, in my generation of when I, my BFA, when I finished it, it, it wasn't not recommended even to get a master's, yeah. unless you were going to teach. Right. Everybody for us said too, like, in a way. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Gen Xers, so, and yeah. it was still not like now, it's very, like, kind of, that's, kind of the, the thing where, you know, you get your BFA and you get your, mm -hmm. yeah. your MFA right, right, right away. Right away, right. So Depends. I mean, yeah. our undergrad experience at SVA was, uh, it was amazing, mm -hmm. really, because, I mean... It's they, a good school. Hey. Yeah, and, and, and the professors <laughs> that we had were, were wonderful. Yeah. And we had... Um, it was the first year, right? Gee, it was foundation. You took a little of everything. Yeah, Mary Minter, Jessica Stockholder. Oh my God! Yes, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> At yeah. that time, we did not know how great that was, but it yeah. was great. Looking yeah. back. Yeah. Looking back. Looking yeah. back, it, it was a experience. great experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second year, oh that's God. it, man. You were on your own. Right. It's different than, than um, going to a university and taking uh, an art program, whereas right. there it's that's you're getting what it people. Is. That's you're an artist. Second year, I mean, it's just a different structure, I would say. Right. And uh, you were on your own. I think some kids did well with that, and and some, you know, needed a little more structure and got a little lost. And, and right. But I mean, I think for us, we that freedom mm -hmm. uh, was everything right. for yeah. our work. It's like that. Oh, great freedom. Right. New York, oh, material, materials are kind of expensive. Ah, wait, you, you got the whole city. So. You can find some other kind of material. Going yeah. back to that whole tinfoil thing, I <laughs> went out to the city and yeah. just about every store. Oh my God, no. Around my, there yeah. had pallet, wooden pallets, had no. like uh, endless amounts of brown wrapping paper. I have a, one of my yeah. best friends that lived in, well, was born in Buffalo and lived in New York for forever. Her whole, she had this little apartment on the, you know, uh, Upper East Side, whatever. It, 
it was completely furnished by dumpster furniture. Oh, yeah. You find it <laughs> they were amazing. beautiful things. <laughs> I thought you could find <laughs> What? Yeah, and she would refinish them herself. And I couldn't, you couldn't believe that she found that down on Oh, know, yeah, heck, you could yeah. build a whole, you know, yeah. secondhand business with the stuff you with find. With the stuff you find on the street. furniture, right. yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, New York is a fertile a ground. Absolutely, yeah, it's a very fertile ground, I would but, say. But, you know, that's so interesting, that what you say about after your second year in BFA program. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, amazing to me that's that you're just totally free. Because free. I spent the four years learning technique <laughs> yeah. and and yes okay you know we were free in a sense but not like that 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 would have actually led to a much firmer direction because you've already started your direction right like yeah. because we did four years of you know learning how to do every single technique you could think of and yeah i know how to do everything in art <laughs> you know from sculpture to bronze casting to ceramics to photography to i know how to make any type of medium you want you know i went in yeah. as a painter and i came out as a multiple media person and like which one do i focus right. on whereas kind of interesting the structure you're talking about where you know, one year is technique or whatever, and then, mm -hmm. then you're more free to like pick and choose and go forth mm -hmm, and right. do it, which, and, and still have a guidance. Right, have the yeah. guidance. Yeah, the guidance well. is still there. Yeah, there's, I mean, lucky enough even to get Jack Whitten for, for, for a semester. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. So these were people that were heavily involved in, in, uh, in their careers. In their career and in, basically the art world in New York at that time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. You know, no, I, I recommend to any, any young person out there, any student, like if you go to New York City, um, LA is great now right. too. Yeah, yeah. And get that experience, mm -hmm. you know, of a bigger city right. or Chicago, which is another great school. Outlook. That foundation, yeah. yeah. I think it still serves me till this yeah. day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you came from South Korea and you came from Cuba. Right. Mm -hmm. And you both end up in New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's where you meet each other. In the same painting class. In the same painting <laughs> and class. And that's where we met. <laughs> and were you doing the same sort of work that you do today? And no, it was a more somewhat traditional sense of a painting, like a more oil painting. And although I never used the oil before when I was in Korea, but um, amazingly, I did actually major so-called Asian painting when I was in high school, like using sumi ink. So I never used oil paint before. So it was totally new thing. But uh, I was doing my painting and then she just came up to say hi. I mean, I like your work. Hi, I love Yeah. Yeah, I, I well, that's what I think yeah. brought you two maybe together was yeah. that there's a, 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 a connection between both of the works, totally different approaches, mm -hmm. but there's a connection to that. Yeah, I don't know what it is, the, the materials maybe in one, uh, on one level, but I think the line, Yeah, I, I don't know, it's like the brush strokes in yours, be kind of, very there's like that painterly it's, mark. It's, yeah, yeah a mark, the mark making. Yes. The mark making. On whatever and, you do it and, uh, on, mm -hmm. but there's this mark making that's yeah. kind of similar. And, um, it, you know, it's been great to have that one person and I was talking uh, about this to someone else that uh, also had that experience of um, having 
someone in your life or a partner that basically is that one person that knows the whole, pretty much the whole history of your work right. to this point. Right. And it's that one person that knows when you're struggling with someone, you know, with something, you know, I usually say, you know, when your pain's kicking your ass and you're, you're like, ah, you know, yeah. that feeling that you just oh, know something's yeah. not right, something's right. not clicking here. Right. And then you, you have that person to bounce these ideas off of. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think about this? Right. And if she hits on the same thing that I'm thinking of, I won't say anything. And I'll say, what do you think about this? Oh, you know, she's amazing because she knows when to say something, when to, hmm, let me see where she goes with that. And she won't mention it. But sometimes, yeah, that section there. Yeah, I think, and I'm like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're right. Yeah, yeah. that sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My ass. Yeah, yeah. How nice that that is amazing to. It's to a have great dynamic. Oh, it's yeah. a great thing to have. Yeah, I think no so. No one knows my work like like Jesus. Yeah, right, right. You know? That's amazing. It is. It's a, it's a really great thing to have. I think in personal level, like we are from completely different part of the world, but uh, we were like friend in the beginning and you know evolved to something else right. later. Yeah, but so so. Um, you went to get your MA. Mm -hmm. Where did you do it? At uh, New York University. At New York. Mm -hmm. You stayed there. Okay. And then, and you stayed in New York, I guess. Stayed in New York also, and uh, started working. Worked at the Pearl Paint and uh, Canal really? City. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. I hated to see that go, but yeah. yeah. New York was is just uh, super canals. Yeah. That area around there, which a lot of galleries now are. It was such a great area and all the smells and sounds and, you know, the, the vibrant aspect of the city, you know, it's, it's a feeling that I get now in Miami, which, ah. you know, I went, it was... Yeah, that was my next thing was then the yeah. transition to Miami. When did that happen? Uh, was sometime around 98, 2000 or so I came back. Yeah, unfortunately, like I could have stayed one year more after graduate from... Uh, my graduate school, mm -hmm. and I had to go back to Korea oh, for yeah. two and a half years, and that was one of the toughest times. You didn't go. You did you go? go? No. We were apart. We were, <laughs> we were apart. It's very half, devastating, yeah. and you know, without getting too much into it, it was you know off and on, and other things happened. Yeah. Which you know I won't get into. <laughs> We can much. write a book about it. We can years. write books about it. Uh, but, uh, two and a half years is a lot. Yeah, it's it a lot. Is a a lot. relationship. Yeah, super long. Yeah. <laughs> so you made it, but you you made yeah. it back then. I made it back. And you came straight to Miami then? No, I actually went to New York because I had to come here again. You know, going to school. <laughs> okay. So I went to Pratt you know, to study graphic, but I couldn't stand there like, you know, without her. So I, I got to find my way to come down to Miami. Yes. So I but was Pratt interesting or in it, comparison? It's a good school, but I just came here in order to just come here, you know. Basically, it was not like when I really wanted to study graphic or anything like that. Right. And, you know, I just, you know. It was so a I'm ticket like, back. It, it was a ticket back. And, okay. you know, I, I was like, 
I gotta find a way to calm down. You know, I I found my way. I'm very stubborn in that way. <laughs> Where to find my way? No, but that's really good. You see, yeah. here you are. She's yeah, a, she's and a good stubborn. I always yeah, say. it's per persistence. Persistence. I think that that's that, the word. Yeah, persistence in especially as an artist or a creative person. Yeah, persistence is really big. You yeah. have to yeah, have, have it. To if be. you don't, yeah, you will never make it. It's hard. So, so okay. So you came. You, you found your way down to here, mm -hmm. and you were here already. I was yeah. here and, first. You know, yeah. working. Well, and, uh, your family lived here then. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, I moved from. Uh, we came from Cuba, Cuba with my immediate family, basically my mom, dad, and and mm -hmm. uh, sister. I have another sister who was born here, and uh, yeah, so that was it. And 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 I was like, I I get asked a lot, like, where where were you during the, like I don't. It's like you came out of nowhere. I was here, <laughs> but you know. So you so okay. Wait a minute. Let's back up a bit. You you got your you you graduated with your BFA from mm -hmm. the School of Visual Arts, right? And you left soon after for Miami. I I we stayed a bit in okay. New York. And around '98, I would say three three years more. Yeah, oh, three years. Yeah, I three could have been '98 or 2000. Okay. Came back down here, and just started working. Didn't exhibit. What did? Where did you work here? Or I worked actually not too far away from here. I worked at Barton G. Oh, for yeah. a really long time as a scenic artist. Right up there. Yeah. Yeah. For around 11, 12 years. Oh wow! And then uh, you know when the whole uh, financial collapse thing that all that stuff happened so you know the art department there like unfortunately was you know didn't fare too well and so I started doing that so Barton G just yeah. so everybody knows they're like they, they do like events right or right they, yeah. we did event production and mm -hmm. uh, had a whole scenic art department yeah would go out of town on these oh I didn't yeah know out of town uh, too. Basically, the scenic art, they, they would do soffit and pole covers on these huge tents in the golf tournaments. Oh. And we had like a, a tent called Wanamaker, which was like size of two football fields. I mean, this thing was huge. Oh my. And we were responsible for all this. So there was a crew. Right. And there were murals in it. It basically right. looked like a high tech. Uh, sports facility, sports bar, right. and and the whole setup. And, yeah, and, these things yeah. were like months out of town, staining furniture, murals, all this stuff. It was just crazy. I mean, I'm talking about fifteen. So it was theatrical. It was theatrical, yeah. and it, it it was. I mean, it's a hard job. Yeah. It, it, it was very physical, and and it was fifteen hour workdays, seventeen hour workdays, overnights. Yeah, but, but you were paid well. Probably, you know, right? Well, no, <laughs> not, well, not, not too know. bad, not too yeah. bad at the time. And, yeah. and it was, it no, was, when you worked those long hours, you yeah, can get it, it was an experience. Up some money. Yeah. Yeah, but it was an experience. That's one of the things I, I do try to focus on here on the podcast is like what artists do to survive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not just, it's right. not like you just go to your studio every day and paint a painting oh, <laughs> and then go home and go like, yeah, you know, there's a lot more that goes into sustaining the career and everybody has like that other job or they have other things they do to, to help keep it going. Right. And everyone does the most unusual things. So right. it's, it's really yeah. cool to know. Yeah, it's that balance. The reality of life. The reality, yeah, the reality. And, and that balance. Right. And also, when you do 
uh, art full time. It's not just the art, it's promoting the art oh, mm -hmm. and shipping the art. 80% of the day is doing something else other than, other than, other than art. creating art. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Creating art is like 20% <laughs> exactly. of your day. The rest is like the, the emails and the searching to yeah. submit your work to this and then paying bills and, and then you know scrubbing <laughs> the studio floor. That comes into yeah, account cleaning, also. Cleaning is 70-80% yeah. of the uh, how did you start making your work? When did you find the time to do that? I would say... I was, or when you quit that job. I was making <laughs> it when, yeah, when that happened, I basically uh, went on my own, started doing it freelance for other oh. uh, design production houses and other scenic in the area. And then, you know, sometimes it gets slow and, 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 and you know, and... Uh, so I thought, well, you know, there's only one other thing I know how to do. So <laughs> let me get, you know. Let me make some art and, and me, uh, see what happens with it. That's I would make it a little bit during that time, but it was just, just when you had a good handle on it. Oh, guess what? You know, we're you pulling uh, to walk away from it. Three months of like uh, overnight shifts. Oh, so yeah. it, it was just very demanding. I didn't exhibit. I would like roll it up and put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. I didn't exhibit again until, boy, I would say 2011. Oh. Yeah, and and uh, you know, the first one of the first people to give me that, that opportunity was Charo. Okay. Oh yeah. At Edson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, um, you know, forever very very <laughs> grateful for for, yeah. for that opportunity. Yeah. For that got me cool. thinking again into that. Right. Cool, and, and so when you finally made it down here, mm -hmm. um, did you, you called her up and said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming down. Yeah, I'm right. coming down, yeah. And unfortunately, once again, I was in situation, I gotta maintain my legal status in this country and then oh, went to another hard, you know, yeah. school and all that stuff. But it was like, a, it was hard to think to do you know, my artwork because, you know, I, you know, was, you know, majorly depressed about what to do about all this situation. It was even hard to think about art at the time. I mean, now I think it could be excused, but at the time it was real. Yeah, you know, when you're from somewhere else yeah, and you're it trying is, to... I think it's hard to understand because a lot of people don't know how much it is difficult to stay in this country legally. Yeah. And then, you know... But well, we're getting to know yeah more and more every day more and more every day the, tr the reality of it is more of um you know everyday news so yes. people are starting i think people including myself are starting right. to realize just how hard it is right. and i think maybe in the past it wasn't as hard mm -hmm. um i mean it probably was but the people that i knew that actually did it took years mm -hmm. but i don't feel like they felt that stress yeah. They just went through the system and waited and waited and waited and now, mm -hmm. today there's a lot more stress around it because right. it, you're so unsure of whether you're going to be leaving soon or, or you're able to stay and, and, you know, work through the system. Right, and eventually I got a job and, you know, I could stay here and, you know, she started to paint, you know, first and then she was keep encouraging me, oh, why don't you start again, you know. You know, it, it would be great, and then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was a little, a little bit resistant to that idea first because it's been a so long time, and I guess it was a little bit of a fear too. 
and then, but yeah, because yeah. that's what you studied and yeah, everything. And it's hard not to think. I mean, I know a lot of people study something and never do it. Right. You know, and I, I saw, you know, a lot of friends, you know, who stopped doing it because you know, they got paid a bit and all that. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. it is reality. And then, and then, you know, I actually started to paint again when my father was diagnosed with cancer. And it was uh, interesting timing, but, you know, it was just, I, I think it was very therapeutic for me to cope with my emotional pain. So, right. I mean, that's how I actually started to paint. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, that's a strange, I mean, it's not strange, it's, it's very, it's in a very emotional thing, but I can see how the, the right. outlet would be the way to express mm -hmm. yourself. That's how I started. So you started back up, and what year was that? I think it was like, Four years ago, five years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. so recent, recent. Very, but very and you, recent. how long? I guess you said 2011. Right, so like eight years. 2011, more. and I would say I kind of left it a little bit, and then 2012, 2013 again. Yeah. And uh, so, do either one of you? Are you working now? Are you teaching? Are you doing something else? Actually, I'm working full time as a graphic designer for a apparel company. So it is kind of a challenging to balance work and studio practice. It's extremely hard. You yeah. know? I try to do as much as I can do weekdays, yeah. but mostly weekends, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But it, you know, yeah, it is, it's a challenge yeah. to only be able to get like two days when you should be like relaxing. <laughs> and I know. Because painting is, is not always relaxing. Yeah. You know, some people look at it that way, but when it's something that you're doing as as a you know you're you're driven to do it right it's like, not so relaxing it's yeah, more of a drive job is like you meet the deadline and that's it right you know you don't need the processing time you don't need too much time to think hard and I, mean, I don't want to say not time to think hard but uh -oh. you do think but uh, not in that way but uh, it, it is it, it is challenging to to uh, maintain you know work and at the same time, you know, studio practice. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, very difficult. It is very difficult. A lot of artists do do that, right. but I know it is very difficult. I, I'm always wondering how do they do that. <laughs> but, um, so you both were in the same space, and we were talking about that, what goes into preparing the space, which you were telling me was <laughs> like really hard work. <laughs> but. Your father helped out. Clara's father, yeah, yeah helped out a my, bit. Yeah, lucky enough that my dad uh, was a cabinet maker and uh, he's been doing, he did that, I would say. He's retired uh, for around 50 years or so, so he's good at, you know, even now, I mean, in his 70s, he's yeah, like demo still, yeah. and, you know, build out and you know I learned a lot with him and you know about tools and right. stuff like so my dad uh, is a big part of, of uh, you know all that as and yeah, as well as my mom too they both you know my mom collaborates with me on some pieces oh really where she finds uh, <laughs> she goes to the good ones and says, hey guess what I found she always calls me up hey I got a piece Here's of a picture. <laughs> you're gonna love it you know <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, but I, yeah. That's know? funny, my father was, uh, well, besides, he was a military guy, but 
he was an avid woodworker and a wood turner. Oh, great. And I went and yeah. got all his tools. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, from when he closed up shop when he got too old. But yeah. um, my desire to make three dimensional things and, and cut wood and saw wood and all that, I'm sure Definitely. You know, it comes from that. From him. But, you know, he, yeah. he's, he, he does his own tools and he's got this. Uh, his latest thing was, you know, uh, you know, he remodeled the home and all this. So a lot of those leftovers I've used in work. Oh. And, you know, now he's got this uh, table saw, you know, the whole, oh, the, wow. the old upside down skill saw trick, you know, right. and there's no guard on the table oh, saw. Boy. Like, you're like, here, 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 here. Cut like this, and then you know, never cross arms. I'm like, you know, now where's the guard? They're like, yeah, hey, you know, the guard just it doesn't matter, it's yeah, in the yeah, way, it just gets in the way. I'm like, well, you know, well, I guess you know, you still got all your uh, fingers. fingers, yeah. That's why my years. dad quit. He said one day, he said, I'm getting too old for this, and I'm gonna end up cutting off yeah, some fingers. So okay. that's when he when he thought he might cut off fingers, which meant that he came awfully close one day. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of respect for Silva's that old table saw. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that back kick. Yeah. You know, which, you know, nowadays they, they, they develop them a lot better and it doesn't, but yeah, you yeah, gotta it's, keep your wits you, about you. And you have to that. respect it. That's yeah, the thing. You when you it. get too much, I mean, I have not used the table saw my dad had. He gave it away to someone else. I was very upset. Oh. <laughs> but I said, okay, well, maybe it's better. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. Think about it. But uh, yeah, I know. I know those tools. I've come very close to having things fly in my face, mm -hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But. Um, but, I think um, uh, my old man likes it that way. There's no danger involved. He's not, you know, <laughs> yeah, not into it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah, that's one way of putting the excitement back in your life. Exactly. <laughs> Use yeah, power yes. tools. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, tell me what's coming up for the future for you guys. What What do you see? Because now here you are in Miami, mm -hmm. and you have your studio, mm -hmm. and. Um, What's, what's, what are you doing like right now? Let's go there first. Um, well, now I think we're thinking of some collaborations in the oh, future. Cool. And uh, also uh, there's some things coming up that are still, for, for me, that are still in the works and kind of being finalized. I mm -hmm. can't go into it too much now. Um, and uh, so- But we should know soon, right? Like. <laughs> May, June. Sure. I think May, June, we'll, we'll all know. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we had a show I have coming up. Is uh, as a, I'm excited about. It's at the Frost, and it's called Cut. And it's a uh, abstraction or abstract paintings in the United States, oh, 1970s nice. to the present. Oh, wonderful! And it's curated by uh, Amy Galpin. Oh, nice. Uh, she's the chief curator over there, mm -hmm. and uh, looking forward to that. And there's going to be other Miami artists involved and their work's going to be When does that happen? That's yeah. happening, I when believe, in, in the June. In It'll June. be on view, oh. June 2nd to oh, August so uh -huh. 26th. And uh, it's going to be, your work would be alongside uh, artists like uh, Nanette Carter, Jack Whitten, and some Miami ah. artists also <laughs> like L'Oreal Beltran. Oh, nice. Yeah. and uh, Alejandro Contreras and myself, so looking forward to that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that's at the Frost Museum. And that'll be at the Frost Museum. And G, tell me, 
South Korea, do you, are you, do you go back ever? Once a year. Yeah. Once a year yeah. you do go back? Okay. Yeah, and especially like, a, unfortunately my father passed away last year. Oh, yeah. So I, I try really go to there, like go there for my mom. Yeah, and yeah. Your, your family there, you have sisters and brothers? My and sister, brother, my mom. Are they into art or anything like that? Not really, by, but I heard from my parents there is somebody like a far relative, you know, he was like a chairman in art department. Oh. So I don't know, maybe uh, I got it from him, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh, not really like immediate family, they are yeah. like into art, anything like that. Do they come here? Are they able to come here ever? Um, not really. My parents used to come, you know, before oh, oh, my father's, you know health declined, but uh, yeah, they used to come here. Oh, like, they, they did? They came here oh, cool. like twice, yeah. Did they like it? They oh. came here around Thanksgiving, around there, so they loved the weather. They, they thought the, the weather, weather was great. Yeah, yeah we did too at that time yeah. of the year, right? Yeah. So collaborations between the two of you? Yeah, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe some, hopefully get some things together and some things in the work and, and have some things in the works with that and Let's see what happens. Gee, mm -hmm. as far as like the biggest hurdle or the biggest thing that you overcame was probably your residence here. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Is this what would you think? Think yeah, that that that's the main. Yeah, and then you know, obviously like you know, I could, you know, I wish you know I could do you know, art only you know full time, but. Uh, it's not the case. Yeah, we have to, <laughs> a lot of people. We have to pay that rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the, you know, right now, you know, being able to stay here is a sadder, yes. you know, obviously, you know, after so many years, you know, I'm, you know, citizen right now, so thank God, but, you know, that thing is done. But uh, in terms of a job, yeah, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, and, the bigger challenge. Yeah, the biggest challenge. Maybe finding the time to do the art. Yeah. and not have and to have a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Clara, do you, what, what do you feel like is the biggest hurdle? Boy, I would say, yeah, the work-life balance. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big one for me. Yeah. Time management with, you know, work-life balance. Yeah. That's a big one for me. And, and when then, you know how it is, when you have the time, you don't have the money. <laughs> and when you have the money, you, you don't have, have the time. time. <laughs> you know, that's that balance. <laughs> that's that balance. Yeah. If, if I could just like, uh, you know, cruise in the middle somewhere, you know, but. Uh, and are yeah. you are you still working a, a day job? I do freelance and, you know, that slows up. And, oh, you yeah. know, so then I'll do the other thing. I'll do art. And, but, uh, you know, sometimes it gets slow and, and you're just like, uh, you know, time to uh, yeah. fill out that old Publix application or something. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah, right, right. Oh, I'm often thinking that, uh, you know, I should be doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky that I married a, a person that supports me when I you know, when the rent money for the studio it doesn't appear. Right. But and, um, yeah, and we're lucky to have each other. I'm lucky to have G right. because you know our and collaborations happen in many different ways. In many different ways. Right. Are you happy like here in Miami you think this'll be it? This'll be the the stopping point or is it our horizons looking further? 
I mean, if money is up, no object, you know, that are, well, because of you like to have, you know, studio here in New York and everywhere, but. Oh, uh, New York. Yeah, but, okay, Boy, that's, yeah, that's, that's a dream to have a studio in New York or LA yeah. or something, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm oh, and live in um, Seoul too. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Let's have a studio one. in Seoul. And, You're right. Know, oh, that would be really. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Right. My plan is no plan. That's what I always. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No and, rules to this plan. But Miami, <laughs> like, it's an interesting place for art right now. Mm -hmm. It's open. It's still to the point where you can, you know, get in the conversation. Yeah. Right. And opportunities. Uh huh. And in your studio, how do you two balance? Like, do you have like? Oh, I steal all her materials. <laughs> okay, really? <laughs> Is that true, G? <laughs> uh, I mean, for example, I have some collage on my table. Like, hmm, that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't killed each other yet, so so yeah. uh, we're making it work. But right. do you split the workspace half and half? But uh, you know, I don't do like a big installation like her a lot right. of times. So when she needs space to see more, that I go, you can use this space. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind. It's just know? a share as you need it. Yeah. Kind of arrangement. Yeah, we, we have an unwritten rule like whoever has a show coming up and you need, you know, the space, studio visit, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and then like go for it. Right. Clara bases her, not base, maybe not the right word, but. It comes together with this thought, like you were saying, of, of the three-dimensionality of painting. What else can painting be? Yeah, what else can mm -hmm. painting be? Your painting mm -hmm. is similar, but like you're exploring mark making. What led you to paint like that? Um, I think I always loved drawing. So I think it's very fundamental thing, you know, as a child you pick up just pencil and they start to draw and I just fell in love with the aspect of drawing, I guess. In recent work I combine, you know, with like a lot of fabric stitched together and combine with the collage. Mm -hmm. But I always do, do try to combine drawing, it just comes naturally, I guess, you know. So that's, that's what I'm trying to achieve, uh -huh. I guess. Uh -huh. yeah. Yours are just a little more minimal mm -hmm. in the feeling. Right. Maybe more... Um, it's more muted. I, I used to hate like when people say, like, oh, that's, that's from your background doing Asian art. Actually, I embrace that thing at this point. Like, I think I can deny that. <laughs> at this point, like, like, leave some space like a blank and then some space is more like, yeah. you know, filled with the mark making. And I, I think I like that, I love that contrast, you know, that's yes. what I play yes. a lot of the time. Yeah, I guess wrong. I was more resistant to that idea because, I mean, not exactly racism, but, you know, you, when you speak and when you have an accent and you're not from this country exactly, right. people already look at you differently. And I think I was kind of hesitant to say about it like a lot of the time when I was or in, to in my 20 I guess. Put a title on it. Yeah, put a yeah. title like I didn't want that tag, you know. Oh, uh, there was a point where I didn't know what to call myself. Am I a painter? This, but it's definitely rooted in painting and right. it's very much about painting. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, trying to go beyond that, that or that field of you know, the square painting and fighting the square all the time. And I guess I play in the field of expanded painting. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And uh, I don't know. Searching I think... for what else it can be, and it frees me up to do anything. Really? What is painting, really? Yeah. Okay, these four pieces of wood don't mean right. yeah. There's going to be a stretched right. canvas on there. Exactly. Well, I'm really interested to see. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we exactly. going? Yeah. I think that, yeah, we're, like you said, we're at a really uh, interesting time. Right. Transitional I think that, times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think so. Miami is uh, kind of cementing its place, starting to cement its place more and more. Oh, yeah. Uh, internationally. Yeah. Where it's not just, you know, the whole bastard week and poof, everyone's gone. Right. And Wynwood and nothing else. Now yeah. it's like a lot in different places. And so we're at that point where we're trying to cement our, our, our community yeah, more and more or find ways and everyone's searching, everyone's talking to everyone else and yeah. we're all... Yeah, you find your own place yeah, now. People are searching for different places and different yeah. models, different ways of doing things. Yeah. And so it becomes richer. It becomes richer and it's yeah. a pathway, gives us a way forward you know, to what the future right. may hold, you know? you know? And I think out of all of that is some something, really good I things think, are going to happen. Yeah, I think something yeah. great will I, come I out think, of that. I think so. Well, we're going to leave it there. I think we did a really good uh, job, ladies. Thank you, know, you so much you know, for inviting us, for having us. Thanks for coming. It was really good to, to see, to hear both stories. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank so you. Hard. Thanks to Autoxion Band for lending us our podcast music, Dano Instrumental, recorded and mixed by Alexander Mogouti. Go to autoxionband.com to listen and purchase. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. I think you'll agree our guests make great company. We'll be back in two weeks. Art & Company is recorded in the studio of artist Alette Simmons Jimenez, that's me, located just north of downtown Miami, where I record, edit, and produce all the episodes. Images, links, and more details on our guests from this episode and all others can be found on our webpage, artandcompanypodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and let us know what you think of the podcast. And of course, subscribe to make tuning into our next episode easy. Mm-hmm.